Hey everybody, welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pardo, and I'm sitting across from my man, Matt Borelli. How you doing, Matt? Uh, I've been better, but... Uh, you sound like you've been better. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm here. That's, that's what counts. I, I agree. It's been, uh, it's been a while since I've gotten to, to hang out with you and see you, so uh, definitely, definitely appreciate you uh, coming out. Even though you're, you know, clearly not feeling well. Yeah, well, it's that's just how it is sometimes. You know, the uh, podcast comes first. <laughs> well, you were really sick for a while there. That's why we didn't uh, have you on the show because you just you you were really really sick. Yeah. Not deathly sick, but, right. but really sick. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm feeling better. Uh, appearances to the contrary, but yeah, obviously still not a uh, not totally uh back in my game yet but uh you know another trip to the doctor's office i'm sure i'll be fine after they pump me up full more antibiotics or whatever it is they're gonna give me this time whatever they're going to give you you will just take whatever it is they give you i don't even i don't even bother to look at the labels i just you know I anybody just, with a lab coat could just give you anything pretty and much you'd be like I'm, I'm i got this that's, I'm good. that's all the credentials i need at the <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's been it's been uh it's been quite a week for me, man. So, oh, well, first of all, I got to say this is episode 243 of the Dreamers podcast. Uh and my guest this week on um, on Tuesday cuz today's Sunday when we're recording this. On Tuesday is the amazing Christian Leonard, who uh well, not so recently, but recently won the Three Rivers uh, festival queen. She 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 became the Three Rivers Festival queen, which actually puts her in the running uh, to run for Miss West Virginia, which puts her in the running to be Miss America, and puts her in the running to be Miss Universe. So uh, it's a it's a long thing, but she also has a long way to go. It, you know, she's also quite young for what she's accomplishing, uh, not just in the charity uh, space, but also in the. Um, just in general, like and, and the, sorry, I'm very tired. Uh, the, uh, the 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 pageantry stuff thing, yeah, pageantry stuff. So anyway, she's my guest. You can check that out if you're listening on Tuesday or after Tuesday. Uh, just stay tuned until after the jump to listen to the interview with me and Christian Leonard. Uh, if not, uh, if if you're listening on Sunday, just just uh, wait till Tuesday and you can check it out. Uh, so I wanted to uh, talk about Movie Mail real quick. So we, uh, Melissa and I had been going over some of the numbers and stuff like that. And we actually wound up uh, lowering the price for our membership down to $3.99 per month, um, which is uh, was really cool. So for anyone who doesn't know, Movie Mail is like an a inspirational or motivational, henceforth the name Movie, analog mail service so uh basically you you pack up a letter inspirational story inspirational quotes inspirational stuff if you have bracelets like i have bracelets here uh shout out to uh oh man uh eric eric thomas uh anthony hayes and amy J. uh for and then also WordCamp nyc for the ones that i have here on my mic uh, and you can pack all that up, anything that fits into an envelope, and send it off to Movie Mail, and then Movie Mail will send that letter off to another Movie Mail member. Uh, so you don't know who's going, who's going to get your letter, and then you don't know who's going, to, you know, whose letter you're going to receive. 
really um, neat. Yeah, hashtag inspire Jessica Sackman. Uh, she works with Eric. So, um, yeah, it's really, it's really it's a really neat concept, and and we're really happy to bring it to people, and we're really happy to bring it down to this price of of three dollars and ninety nine cents. And then we have a, a a Facebook community that goes with it, and we're doing uh, some some special giveaways and stuff like that to go along with it. So we're really really proud of what we're able to accomplish with that. And then we also want to donate too to uh, like give kids the world and some other charities as we continue to grow that business and that uh, that service. So, uh, so yeah, so I gotta, I gotta talk, I gotta say, Matt, I didn't, uh, get to do what I wanted to do. I I wanted to start in July shooting, uh, YouTube videos and then turning those YouTube videos like short, like four or five minute episodes into, uh, more episodes of dreamers podcast. And I honestly haven't had the time to do it. It's been, it, I've just been so swamped, uh, especially with MapCon coming up. If you don't know what MapCon is, it's the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. Uh, it's here in the Mid-Atlantic, in, uh, it's here, well, right outside of Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. And this year we're expecting 150 people, give or take. I mean, we're on, we're on track, so we're at like 60-some members uh, signed up so far. So we're, we're on track as long as, you know, there's quite a few people I know that are supposed to be coming, haven't signed up yet. So gotta, gotta get them on board. Cause we gotta, I want to get t-shirts for everybody. Like we're this year, uh, my man, Michael O'Neill, uh, really drove it home as to why I should go out of my way to get really nice shirts this year. Um, American apparel shirts, not just, uh, the Gildan shirts that we got of, um, from last year and the shirts I've been using for other stuff. So uh, it's tough because it is more expensive, but at the same time, like I want to provide like an awesome shirt that people want. So actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch my camera over real quick. Uh, I think this is the right one. Let's see. Yeah. So this is the uh, this is the shirt that we will be giving away. Uh, Matt, if you I don't know if you can see that like uh, over here on on my mm-hmm. right. Uh, monitor this is the shirt that we're going to be giving away uh it says podcaster in a really awesome font it says hashtag mapcon 2016 which actually it's hashtag mapcon but it's still we could we still might change it we're not we're not you know married to it just yet but this is this is the design this is where we're heading this is the color that we're looking at uh so it all comes down to how much the cost is going to be and then uh we'll go from there but yeah so it it's just it's taken up a ton of my time um, leading up, and not to mention the fact that I've been I've been working with a lot more clients lately on web design work and uh, even Facebook ads now. Like I'm doing a couple of Facebook ads for a couple of different clients. Uh, one that found me because of uh, doing the Rotary Club uh, talks. So that that was really awesome getting to uh, to have that like really you know, have it bring, brought up, being brought up by somebody else that was at the meeting to somebody who wasn't at the meeting and then having them give me a call. So I really, really appreciate that, uh, that confidence <laughs> in what I'm able to offer just from the talk, you know, the 20 minute talk and, and questions and answers that I gave them, uh, at the talk. So it's, it, it's, it's really interesting. So, uh, yeah, so MapCon is, is it's coming up very quickly. Uh, you can get your tickets at middleatlanticpodcast.com. And if you can't make it, there is the possibility uh, you can get a virtual ticket 
which is included with the regular ticket. So you could get all the conference stuff and everything. And we've been doing the, or I've been doing these these interviews with all the speakers and the, some of the sponsors from MapCon. So it's it's really been awesome, especially on Facebook Live, getting to share that that knowledge of like what what podcasting means to these other people. So Matt, I, since you're here, I want to ask you, um, what does podcasting mean to you? Oh. You know, for me, podcasting, I think it's just a, uh, it's an evolution of uh, what I grew up listening to on the radio, which is mainly uh, talk radio. But the thing with talk radio is that you're very limited to, uh, you know, whatever the host decided to talk about this, that week, and there was only so many stations to really go through. Where nowadays with podcasting, I can pick my particular interests and find, guarantee somebody is talking about it. So I can find stuff, you know, about news people commenting on the news uh you know technology mythology like whatever you can think of it's out there and it's whenever i want it if i want to listen to it at 10 o'clock at night i can if i want to listen to it on drive to work i can which to me is is so incredible compared to the days of right i got tuned into this crackly radio i, I you know i can barely hear the guy uh, it's cutting in and as i'm passing over state lines and the topic might not be inter- that interesting right and then it's like i'm flipping through stations out i'm just sitting here bored so there's nothing to listen to so it's great, and plus the fact that it's free for the most part, and also anybody can do it. I mean, it opens up, uh, you know, a whole ton of possibilities. And you know, granted, not everybody's podcast is going to be interesting. Not everybody's cut out to not not as interesting as this show, that's for sure. <laughs> but the thing is, at least it's a it's a venue for people that you know anybody that has an interest. Uh, there's really no excuse not to go out and just you know speak your piece. I, I'd agree. I, I think that it, it does open up a lot of doors for people that have um, passions that they that aren't mainstream passions sure. um, that you wouldn't find in, even in a, in a top 10 or top 20 mar- uh, radio market. So, I, yeah, so podcasting definitely opens up those doors for people um, to connect with others that are really passionate about a specific topic that nobody else really cares about that's, that's the other thing too like it fosters more of a community than a you know a radio show because i mean you know again you've got it's a niche usually a niche thing you got forums people can go in there discuss and you know rate and review uh, different shows and you know make suggestions so it's 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 cool it's um I can't remember the last time I've, I've tuned in to Trustful Radio. <laughs> to the truth, <laughs> uh, sports radio is it's the only thing that I'll tune into sure. from time to time. But uh, even that, like they, they don't always talk about sports. And I get it. Like if you're always listening to it, mm-hmm. then you probably would enjoy them to talk about something else, movies or uh, some kind of pop topic news or something to that effect. But because I'm only tuning in like for a very small amount of time, I'm either getting commercials or a lot of times I'm getting things that aren't sports. And if I want not sports, I'll go to a podcast or uh, or just listen to music, which is my go-to de facto thing uh, 99% of the time. So, so yeah, so if you have a podcast, if you want to start a podcast, get into to MapCon, get in, uh, go to middleatlanticpodcast.com slash discount and you can get yourself a, a ten, $10 off ticket uh, to come to the conference. It's going to be, it's going to be magical. There's so many details and everything. I don't, I don't want to get all, all up in it, but um, 
Yeah. So so that has taken up a lot of my time. Um, obviously, Ava has taken up a lot of my time. It's it's been uh, really tough. And last week, no, I don't I don't know if you you heard this, Matt. Probably didn't, being sick and all. But uh, I announced that I was going to try and challenge myself to only work 20 to 25 hours per week so that I could take care of Ava, um, you know, after the conference. Right now, like with the conference coming up, there's just too many things going on. I mean, on top of that, this week I'm supposed to pretty much write my third book called Sales Won't Save Your Business. So on top of all that, now with that said, Ava and Melissa aren't around this week. They they went on a small vacation with their with the rest of Melissa's family. And I'll go down there, uh, I think we'll go down Tuesday night and maybe hang around till Wednesday sometime. But my point is, is I have a lot of things that I want to accomplish. And, and putting uh, an emphasis on 20 to 25 hours a week of, on work is going to be really tough for me. I mean, I know that you know, Matt, how much I love working. I mean, for two and a half years now, I've worked, I can't even tell you how many hours. When, when I'm not working, I'm thinking about work because I love and I'm so passionate about what it is that I do. So it's it's really distraughting, distraughting, dis- uh, disturbing, disturbing. <clears throat> no, 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 I think disturbing is too... This is what I miss having you here, Matt, because you can give me words that I, I can't think of off the top of my head. It's really disparaging? Yeah. Little, disparaging. Yeah. Okay. Disparaging to me that to think that like I'm going to have to do something that I'm not comfortable with doing, and that's putting work on the back burner. Um, and not, not to say like my clients would be on the back burner or anything like that, but when I'm not working, Matt, I have an itch that I can't scratch that's related to the idea that I need to be working. I need to be doing something or I'm falling behind. And in the last, well, actually all of this year, uh, it's, it's been different for me prior to like back, going back to like May of 2014. It's been different this year because I have found other ways of bringing in income and now, like, I'm, I'm looking at what I did last year, which was, like, around $10,000 revenue and saying, okay, that, that was great. I mean, that was my second year or really my first full year. So six months in to, to, the, to, to the year. So a year and a half in, um, second calendar year made $10,000 in one year. And it's like, okay, that's, that's awesome. But it's not enough. Uh, it's not enough to, to, to just keep doing what I'm doing. So... This year, I've been able to make a lot more money doing a lot of different things and and really putting that focus on like amplifying the things that I do um, to make it better. And shout out to to uh, Joey Kasimi from uh, from Appendipity because like we had an amazing. Le- I went to Disney for for like a week, Matt, and I literally only walked into the Disney like. I think two days. And one of those two days I ran the marathon. So I hit all the parks and I, I just didn't go. I, I spent so much time at his, like hanging out with him that, you know, going to lunches and stuff like that, that, and just learning from this guy, like, and it's, it was amazing. I mean, when, when you're sitting there and, and you're at lunch and it's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I worked like an hour or two today. He's like, I'm maybe, maybe not even an hour. 
Um, cause I'm on vacation. So I, I try not to work. Uh, but the whole time it's like his phone just keeps lighting up with, with emails of sales. <laughs> it's like, this, this is where I want to head. And, and what I've been able to do this year is while I've, I've definitely invested more than an hour a day, uh, even with Ava being here and it's just been tough because like a lot of times I'm like, Oh, I got to work. I got to, if you can't see on, on Facebook, Oh, we're streaming on Facebook live, by the way. Uh, or, or you can go to YouTube, superjoeparter.com slash tube. I'm scratching myself because it's like, I gotta get, I like, I gotta, I gotta do more things. I gotta make it happen. Uh, and, and this year it's so far, it's, it's proven to me. I've proven to myself that I can do what I did last year and amplify it. Uh, and just keep like, keep doing more and more of the things that work. Uh, and the conference is, is one of them, you know, just be, you know, being able to connect with other people, being able to put on an amazing experience for people that like people came from Georgia, Florida, and people are coming from the UK and California this year, things like that. Like, like the money doesn't matter as much to me as those experiences and the experiences that I'm able to give to other people. Um, that's what, that, that's really what matters to me. Now, at the end of the day, I still would like to, you know, keep my house and keep keep everything going, obviously. But, um, but the conference is part of that, and it's part of it in a way that, like, it it opens me up to a lot more things, like because I get to connect with those people. So it's not measure, it's not necessarily measured in dollars and cents, but it's measured in relationships. And being able to network with other people to maybe get other, you know, clients, things I can help with, um, you know, so that just goes to show you, like, there's other ways of doing it than just putting, you know, trading dollars for hours. And and that's really what, um, while I kind of do have to trade dollars for hours in some some cases with some of my services um, that I offer, it's it's not the end all be all and it's not really the end goal um for where where i'm heading so i you know i want people to understand this idea that like this journey for me while it's been two and a half years i mean it has not been easy uh there's been plenty of days where uh i'm you know depressed and just want to go lay on the couch and want it to just be over um but at the same time it, it's just it's so rewarding that all the friends that I've made in the last you know you know like a year ago I knew a couple of people from around the world right or no two I'm sorry two and a half years ago I knew a couple of people now I know like pretty much you name a continent and I know at least one person on that continent <laughs> uh so it's to me that's that's just it's incredible it's absolutely incredible um yeah, so so the conference uh, is is definitely a big part of that. Offering services to supplement um, the sales of things that I have, like books, courses, all that stuff. And it's it like, it just goes to show you that you don't have to be like this hardcore salesperson because I I really do not like being a salesperson. Cold calling, like all that stuff. Ugh, God, I just hate it. Like I hate it. I, I seriously detest it. Um, for myself, I, I get it. There's other people that can do it. There's other people that thrive on it. There's other people that live on it. Uh, and to a certain extent, I, you know, being an entrepreneur and doing all these different things, you have to be a salesperson uh, to a certain extent. But uh, 
but I like selling on the merits of what I offer rather than the problem solving aspect of like, hey, I have this thing that solves a problem. Um, yeah. It's my computer is like going crazy right now. <laughs> Potentially, window like Windows Defender is like seriously going, going nuts on me here. Um. Uh, yeah, so what is this? All right. So so anyway, that's that's the big things that I have going on. I still would I still really want to do the YouTube series cuz like I feel that trying to jam pack all of these topics into uh into an episode into the pre-show is is not ideal. It it's just not. It, cuz people can't find it, you know. And and I I watch like I watch a lot of YouTube at this point. Like I watch a lot of tech tube people, like technology oriented people, and they all it's like basically it's like single use case things, like very specific videos. They're only like 5 to 7 minutes, sometimes a little bit longer, but usually 5 to 7 minutes. And I want to take all those topics. I have like two, like 250 topics. I could put out an episode like five days a week for the next year, and probably still come up with more topics in the in, you know in the meantime, and and have um, the great thing about YouTube though is is the ad revenue you know generation that's and being able to reach a broader audience, that's the that's the thing that I just I would love to do. Now speaking of a broader audience, Matt, uh, the last two weeks have, for downloads have been like insane. How so? Like, like insane, insane. Like, like, like I don't know, hundreds of to to ten. Like, yeah, I guess like hundreds of times more than normal. Um, because for a while there, I had apparently I had an issue with my feed with the feed for the show. So only you could only see the last ten episodes, like on iTunes, which is a is detrimental. Um, and I guess Stitcher as well. And so somebody pointed a uh, shout out to Jessica Rhodes from. Uh, Interview Connections TV, interviewconnections.com, I think. Uh, she she pointed out to me that my, my feed just was not, you know, it was only showing the last 10 episodes. So I was like, oh, that's not good. So I had to go and figure that out, changed it, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm getting, like, hundreds and hundreds of downloads a day instead of, like, 50, you know, 10 or 40 or 80 a day like we're getting like 400 500 downloads a day uh all of a sudden ever since i fixed that feed i don't know if it's for like and it's all old episodes too it's so weird like it's not the newest episode you know it's not like oh the newest episode i gotta listen to it like right that's what i thought maybe people you know weren't checking to see if, if you're still uh recording because their feed isn't updating and all of a sudden it's like oh look at all these new episodes that just came out let me go download all these but all old episodes yeah i don't know what i mean that's great i just don't know how that would suddenly happen i don't know i i guess well because every episode isn't necessarily going to appeal to every person right but i mean that's a that's a huge jump to go from like 40 to 80 a day sometimes just five you've been featured somewhere recently i i mean well maybe maybe i did i don't know you don't always get to find out stuff like that. Like I have a good couple of Google alerts that are supposed mm-hmm. to alert me when something like that happens, but I I don't know. So all of a sudden it's like fix the feed and then boom, we're going from like anywhere between five and eighty a day, which you know days vary. Um, to to do we have days with three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, upwards of almost six hundred. So 
I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what happened. I'll be honest. I got bored. I made five hundred note accounts. Oh, you, oh, you got five hundred iTunes accounts. Is yep. that what you're doing? This. Uh, is this um, Silicon Valley now? I'm trying to help you out. That's it. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Trying to make me feel better. No, it doesn't doesn't bother me. Either way, it doesn't bother me. Like, cause I know I understand the value of the platform that I have, regardless of if five people, you know, five downloads are coming in per day, or or you know, five hundred are coming in a day. Um, you know, big numbers are nice, but at the end of the day, like, it's how you use your platform. It's not how big it is; it's how you use it, Matt. And that's the most important thing. Seriously, it, it really is. It is the most important thing. It's how well you use it. Uh, and and I use it to the be- most fullest uh, to my ability. Uh, to, whether it comes to speaking or writing books or, or any of that stuff. So it's like that's really when you're when you know when you're building a platform like that's 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 what it's about is utilizing it to the to, the fullest potential. Not not getting hung up on like oh I didn't get on iTunes new and noteworthy oh I didn't get this oh I didn't get that like don't worry about that you got to do it and people got to trust you and and trust takes a long time to build um and you you just have to keep doing it so like you know two hundred and forty episode two hundred and forty three Matt I mean how many shows do you have you I know you listen to a lot of podcasts there are a lot of shows that you listen to that have gotten over this number no very few actually make it that far most shows you know they just say ten to peter out and. Uh... Yeah, you know, for a variety of reasons, you know, people's personal lives change, uh, viewership drops off, or they just get bored with it. You know, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely possible to get bored with it. I could I could totally see that, and that's one of the reasons why you know, look, we changed the show up, or I changed the show up, and and added you know added guest hosts like you to come to the show, guest hosts like Ava to drop in and uh, disrupt the show, adding more of a, a live aspect where we're recording live here on Facebook and it's going to YouTube. And you know, if, if things don't go right, then that it is what it is. Cause I don't have the time to edit, but that's the magic. In my opinion, that's the magic of like right now, just closing your eyes and transporting yourself into this studio, this room right here, right now and being here, you know, the sounds of the room. I mean, this is what you're, this is what you're hearing if you're here. To, to to try to go after that idea of like, oh, this has got to be NPR. Well, they have a studio that is like, you know, sound treated and they have a way more expensive mics than, than I have. Uh, not that my mics are cheap, but they have way more expensive mics than I have. So they... It, and sure, I could I could strive for all that stuff. We could move into over across the way into the theater room, whether it's sound treated and and it would sound a lot, you know, not as reverby and stuff like that. But you know what? It's it's important to like this is this is what it is. This is what it is, and you know, oh well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so. So I, I, like I said, I have a ton of topics I want to talk about and, and the, the thing, I guess I just have been kind of holding myself back a little bit, um, in doing it mostly because of time, mostly because I, I have other things that are a little bit more important than that, like writing my third book, uh, which I'm, I'm super excited about. In fact, I figured out that, and I, have I told you what I want to do for the cover? No. So what I want to do is I want a book cover that doesn't stand out uh, uh, like a sore thumb from my other two book covers. 
So if you don't know my other two books, uh, I hand drew the covers for both of them. And, uh, you know, some people love it. There's a couple people that I've ran into that really didn't like it. That think that the books, the covers should be more professional or this or that. And so I had this this dilemma where it's like, okay, I'm going to write a business book. It's a business book about how to save your business because sales aren't going to do it. And... But when I have my other two books sitting next to it, I don't want it to like stick out like a sore thumb. Like, hey, what's up with these two, you know, marker-drawn covers? And then you have this professional-looking cover here that looks kind of boring. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to get a professional cover made by maybe my friend Dave Senior. He's he was on the show like way back in like I think like the episode like thirty or twenty or something like that. Like you go way back. And you can check him out. He does amazing work for... He's done magazines and stuff like that. So he he would do amazing work. And then what I want to do is I want to add my own touch to it. So like I would draw... Like I would maybe like add some um, flair, if you will, to the cover uh, with like a marker. You know, using using like a magic marker... Or not a magic marker, a, uh, like, a, like a Sharpie marker. So that when you see my books next to the other two books, it isn't like, oh, so those are the kid books and this is the business book. Uh, it'll look like a business book, but it's gonna ha- it's gonna be it's it's gonna have my touch on it, and I, and I think it has to because again, not just because it has to look good or it has to not not good, but good next to the other two books, um, but because I, I really feel like it's important that people understand that this person named joe pardo isn't just another suit guy you know or this person that's joe pardo isn't i i i quit corporate america uh and and decide i'm never gonna wear a tie i'm only gonna wear tie-dye you know that's not me either There, there there's like a middle ground here and and that's where i walk the line of being myself and 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 knowing what it is that I want uh, out of some, out of a design, so so yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a professional looking ish cover um, with some flair to uh, to to make up for the fact that you know I I want it to to represent me um, and have a, a bit of me in there. Um, so yeah, so I've been I've been formulating the book. Uh, you know, I, I haven't written the 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 outline yet. If you know, pro tip: if you're gonna write your book, just write the outline first because it's gonna be so much quicker to write a book uh, once you have that outline because you're basically just gonna fill in the blanks between because you're already gonna know what it's talking about because it comes from your heart unless you gotta do research. Even then, an outline would make so much easier because you you won't miss things in the steps in which you want to talk about them and you can reorganize them before you already have like oh now i have entire chapters that i have to read through to figure out if this paragraph belongs here if it should belong in this other chapter or anything like that so uh do an outline (laughs) It's, it's it's going to save you a lot of time and it's going to make your book very much better good book read reading is knowledge or math is pat. I don't know something like that. I would that. just a, a blank white cover. A blank white cover. And then you could have like little magnets that ship with it, and people could just make their own title for the book. You know how expensive that would be. <laughs> or, or stickers instead of magnets. 
Yeah, if you want to cut costs a little bit. Uh, stickers could work. I mean, well, because magnets would have to have like a piece of metal inside of it. So metals mm-hmm. are expensive. Metal is expensive. Magnets are expensive. So I, I magnets, I, I like the idea because you could like play around with it. Um, it would be creative. Ooh, what if instead you had like every letter was a magnet. So then you could like write your own messages from the, you know, sales won't save your business title. And then you could see what people come up with. I don't know. And people could email those pictures to you and you could post them on your site. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty sweet. I like that idea. I just I don't like how much it's going to cost to do it. Though maybe I'll check on like um, Alibaba and I could do it. The only problem is is selling it through Amazon. So I would have to ship every book at that point. That's that's the thing. So if I you know when I sell the book, or I could do two versions of the book, but then that's just more cost and more headache. And you know I'm all about the art. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I, I really want to make sure that it's not a complete nightmare logistically, especially with only working 20 to 25 hours a week once MapCon ends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I should note that when I, when I switch down to 20 to 25 um, hours a week, that's only for now. That's only because Melissa will be you know working every day. So uh, somebody like I can't expect somebody to watch Ava every single day of the week, but... Uh, when like summer comes around, uh, you know maybe I'll you know kick it up a notch, work a little bit longer or something. I don't know something to that effect. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe at some point I won't. Uh, she won't have to work, and then, and then I can work more out. That will be my reward. You you make enough money that you can work even more hours, so that somebody else doesn't have to work. That's the goal. Uh, no, actually, to me, the goal really is is to get it to a point where I can outsource um, using VAs, virtual assistants, uh, so that like I only have to work maybe 10 hours a week and then work it down from there. I mean, 10 hours a week isn't a lot, two hours a day, but uh, I think in two to three years, I think we could, we could achieve that goal, um, given the, the current trajectory that I'm on right now. So it's, it's not impossible. It's... You know, and it's not for everyone. And and I know there's a book from Tim Ferriss called The Four Hour Work Week, and I've never read it. I don't plan on ever reading it. I don't feel that there's a need for me to read it uh, because I have my own plan. I know myself, and I know how I work, uh, and I know which opportunities I want to go after. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. The goal, the ultimate goal, is to get it down. You know, I think at ten hours, but of course, ten hours a week like that at that point, two three years from now. I, like at that point, it would open me up to like be able to use that time to write more books. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about work, work. I'm not talking about like replying to a couple of emails or a couple of Facebook messages. You know, I can do that from the couch from my phone. That's not the work I'm talking about. I'm talking about like here in my studio, uh, working on content creation, working on clients' websites, working on clients' Facebook ads. That kind of work, like the work, work stuff. Not, uh, you know writing books or or as you can see behind me my my turntables have been quite lonely and and i really need to get back to to using them uh because i want to do a follow-up album to adventuratorium but i can't do that if i'm working you know 60 70 80 hours a week like i I can't do it i can't justify it because it takes that long to do an album like that especially since i'm so rusty at this point uh that it's going to take me a while to to get back on the ball so 
Yeah, so so we're going to start with 20 to 25 hours a week. I don't know if it's going to work out. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, you know, we'll adjust. I mean, that includes going and speaking, too. So, like, when I do these rotary clubs, um, it takes a half hour to get there, half hour to get back, plus, like, an hour and a half meeting or whatever. You know, that's that's two and a half hours of, like, work time <laughs> that I'm going to deduct out of my out of my two hour or my 20 to 25 hours. So, so we'll see. I, I, I think I can do it. I think it's going to be tough. More, it's going to be more tough for me, not the money side of things, more tough for me to turn myself off to like, I got to be working. I need to be bringing in more income. I need to help more people. I need to keep running faster, harder, stronger, longer. Um, it's, it, that's, that's really the tough part for me. Whew, man, that was a mouthful. Um, so yeah, Matt, has there been any stories or anything that you've seen lately that that, that jump out at you um, that maybe you want to bring in? Yeah, news-wise, no, nothing's really uh, really caught my attention. Or yeah, it's, I mean, obviously everything right now is kind of focused on the Olympics, but you know, that, I thought you were going to say the election. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> you know, what what can we really say that you know people are haven't already said? I mean, well, Trump can think of a few things. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, been checking the news, but Google News, I mean, it's, yeah, no, no really mind blowing stories, nothing, nothing really got me thinking. So, mm. um, but you know, not every week can be, uh, you know, it could be super exciting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, have you seen anything? I maybe i missed something i mean i i felt oh i'll bring up the story about the the kid that lives around the corner from me um i didn't realize it was a kid that ran it he had um a fruit and veggie stand a 12 year old kid and uh somebody decided that they needed the fruits and veggies um so badly that they decided to steal from the stand that he had out in front of his house um it's been there for quite a while actually i i, I don't remember when i first noticed it but it's it's been there for quite a while and uh, unfortunately, somebody decided to to steal from his thing. They took the whole like they took everything off of it. Um, really, really horrible. To, to you know, dis, dis, there's that word disparaging again. Uh, we should have a, like a word of the week. Like we we could do like Pee Wee. You know, is it the secret word? Uh, yeah, I really don't think this is the format for uh, you know secret words. I mean, is that what it's called? Was it called the secret word? Or the I, word I, of the week. I don't remember. <laughs> I figure we just yell at the mic after after every time somebody says it says it says it says. I, it. I think people will get real uh, real old real fast as far as that goes. I don't know. I mean, Pee Wee seemed to make a career out of it. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you watched the new movie yet? I yeah, I did. I, I didn't care for it, but uh... really. Was it how was it more towards the first movie or like the big adventure or? I'd say it was more in the big vein top. of the uh, the second movie, the big top, uh, Pee Wee's big top something. But you know, it just it felt like it lacked direction, and it wasn't any uh, standout moments. I mean, the first, you know, but again, in the first movie, you know, you got Tim Burton involved, and you know, he yeah. always puts a certain stylistic spin on things. The yeah, darkness. you know, definitely. I mean, you know, the the large Marge scene, I think, is probably the, the biggest standout for that film. Yeah, this movie just. I don't know. It, it almost played it too safe. I mean, compared to the stuff he's done on on stage, and um, you know, I, I 
I like Pee Wee. It's it's neat that the guys managed to you know make a comeback after all these years. But the movie was just very mediocre. It didn't really it wasn't it wasn't any particular thing. It wasn't wacky. It wasn't really zany. It wasn't anything memorable. It just played it safe and yeah, yeah. It's it, it felt like a you know like a TV movie of the week. I mean. And I don't blame Netflix for that because, I mean, you know, look at some of the stuff like Stranger Things. I mean, like, that show is so good. And that's, you know, and hell, there's a whole string of Netflix shows that have been really good. That's true. Um, They've been knocking it out of the park. So. Well, they got to keep people interested in staying with their service. Uh, you know, especially with competition from I, like I think, Hulu. I think, like, Netflix and even places like, you know, Stars and Spins that are networks know that people are only going to subscribe for a certain amount of time for the next season of Walking Dead or Evil Dead or. You know, whatever the uh, the hot show is that season, Game of Thrones, and then, you know, cancel, and then, you know, wait for a while and come back again, but... Right, right. You know, even then, I mean, they're they're not stupid. They know when their subscriptions are going up. It's like, oh, people are subscribing to stars all of a sudden. It must be because, you know, this Bruce Campbell thing's taken off, or everybody's subscribing to, you know, HBO, because Game of Thrones, the new season just started. Um, You know, so, I mean, that's... They're banking on that, and that's how these shows continue to get made. But uh, Pee-wee... If he does another movie, I I would be surprised. Oh. I mean, based on this, yeah, I, it just was nothing. Well, did did your did your niece watch it? No, nah, no, she wasn't even interested. Oh. <laughs> so, well, I didn't know if maybe it would, you know, just because it's not interesting to you, it well, might we, be interesting. We watched to... a couple episodes of the uh, you know the original TV show, Didn't and she that's... like that. Yeah, yeah, she does. I mean, because it's it's like a live action cartoon for you know for the most part. Um. You know, I did read the uh, Casey Gaines wrote a really uh, good book about the behind the scenes, unofficial guide to Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's all about the behind the scenes stuff, and um, yeah, I learned a lot. It's 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 always neat to me the technical aspect of things, how they pull off all these different uh, live action puppets, and then the penny um, claymation and that type of thing. So, and also, I guess all the drama behind the scenes, you know, behind this kids show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, Seems like anything worth uh, watching or experiencing, you know, the creative minds always send to buttheads. I mean, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I guess we can wrap up here because uh, we still have an interview with Christian Leonard that's going to be coming up after the jump. Um, so, yeah, if you if you want to come out to the Middle Ang Podcast Conference, if you have a podcast, if you want to start a podcast this is this is definitely your opportunity to come out to the philly area it includes lunch and a whole bunch of other stuff you go to middlelandpodcast.com if you want to get ten dollars off the ticket it's uh middlelandpodcast.com slash discount uh and this is the whole host of things you're going to get uh and also you can go to, to moviemail.com and join the motivational mail through snail mail uh Community, it's been just like so tired. Uh, and I still have an inter- uh, interview I'm doing later with uh, Samantha Riley, who was on my show a while back. Um, yeah, so Movie Mail, Motivational Mail Community, uh, it's through the snail mail. So you send it through the post office, and we send, take your letter, your inspirational letter, your inspirational quotes, your uh, your inspirational wristbands, whatever it is that you can fit into an envelope. Send it to us. We send it off to another member, and then you get a letter from another member that you don't know who it, you know, who it's going to or where it's going. And that's that's really what it's about: is bringing people together 
and we have a whole Facebook community uh, that you know that we're building uh, right alongside with it, so we can do all kinds of uh, fundraising and stuff like that for great causes. So go check it out, MovieMail.com. It's only three dollars and ninety nine cents now a month, so you can get signed up. You can even get I think ten percent off if you sign up for a year if you scroll all to the bottom of the site. Uh, so go go get signed up. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, and oh, there's a video there that I voiced over too, so you can check that out right at the top. All right, and yeah, so stay tuned. After the jump, uh, Christian Leonard is coming up. Uh, she has some awesome stuff going on. She was recently uh, Three Rivers Festival Queen down in West Virginia and is on her way to competing for Miss West Virginia. At uh, She's only 19 years old, so she still has quite a few years to make that happen uh, if it doesn't happen for her this time around, but I, I really think she has a good shot. All right, have a great week, everyone, and happy Sunday if you're watching the live show on Facebook Live. Joe, I have a challenge for you. What? What's that, Matt? I want you to give me a way to support the Dreamers podcast that's not only easy, but it's not going to cost me any money. Buy stuff on Amazon. Really? Yes. Go to superjoepardo.com forward slash Amazon. Update your bookmark for Amazon to that link, superjoepardo.com forward slash forward slash amazon every time you make a purchase i get money joe in the time it took you to describe that i've already done it and i'm a slow typer you know what why don't you go buy some uh, mavis typing tutor on amazon using the superjoeparter.com forward slash amazon and help contribute to dreamers podcast it'll be here in two days thanks amazon prime hey dreamers today i'm talking with miss west virginia three rivers festival queen a, that's a mouthful there, Christian Leonard, who hasn't been on the show since uh, episode 143. So welcome back, Christian. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back. <laughs> yeah, I, I am uh, excited to have you back. Uh, you know, obviously some big things have happened and uh, hopefully some big things we can talk about going forward uh, are going to be happening. So uh, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to come back on and, and talk about uh, something that apparently nobody knew uh, up until after it happened. So uh, why don't we why don't we talk about you know the 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 three the three rivers festival? Okay. Uh, well, I just got back into pageantry. I just finished up my freshman year at college of West Virginia University studying broadcast journalism, and I decided to go into the Miss USA system. Um, this year, I've competed in the Miss America system um, for three years as a teen, and I also competed in the Miss Collegiate America system as a Miss contestant this past summer. And it was an incredible journey there. I made top 15 as a 19-year-old, which was incredible. And I was my family was so proud. And it was in Disney World, so it was the best feeling in the world just to be there and be happy every day in the sunshine. So when I decided to recompete, I chose this system based on the girls that they're really looking for, someone to, who will be able to connect with their community and to hold that in awe presence of everyone that they meet and to create these relationships with other people, other businesses, communities, schools, um, other hospital centers, things like that, different programs for children and teens. And I really, really wanted to be a part of that, so I competed in the Miss West Virginia Three Rivers Festival um, pageant, and I did not tell anyone. You are correct. <laughs> um, I kind of wanted it to be a surprise because everyone that I talked to, they really didn't think that um, I would win. 
based on my age and based on this is my first year competing in the system. And I took all their opinions and I soaked it up like a sponge, but I still told myself, I can do this. And I kept telling my mother, I can do this. You should not be worrying about this. I got this. <laughs> and um, I was just very thrilled the entire time. I knew that this was going to be a learning experience. I went in knowing that I wanted to meet the other girls because if I didn't win uh, that particular pageant, I would be recompeting with them for the rest of the year uh, for the Miss West Virginia USA pageant, which is usually held in October. But now I'm hearing that they're thinking about changing it to September, which is still exciting. Um, that's my birthday month. And so I was really thrilled to be there. I felt that my interview went really well, and there was only two 19-year-olds there. Everyone else was older than us <laughs> competing. And I got called for top five, which was incredible. I absolutely was so thrilled just for that honor. And then I kept thinking to myself, if I make second runner-up, that'll be really good for my first time being in this pageant. And they kept calling fourth runner-up, third runner-up, second runner-up, first runner-up, and they called my name as the winner. And I was so shocked. My mother was so shocked. It was only my mom and her best friend in the audience because we finally told them the day of. And they just jumped up and started screaming and clapping, and like the whole audience was like, what is going on? <laughs> This because it was just a shocker and I was sort of the underdog of the pageant and I really felt that I did connect with those judges. I was able to share with them all the things that I'm doing with my nonprofit, um, being in college, my different experiences with that and I just feel like they chose someone who is very ambitious, who loves her dreams and who is going out there to encourage others to succeed in their dreams. Which is exactly why you're here on the Dreamers Podcast. <laughs> Um, Christian, so, okay, so you didn't tell anybody till like, the day before day of uh, that you were doing this. I, I didn't know until I saw that you had won. I'm sure a lot of people did not know even, you know, the day before until they saw that you had won. Um, so, you, I think you even said that your boyfriend didn't even know <laughs> leading up. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't know uh, till the night before the pageant when I went home. Uh, that was also when we told my dad. So he didn't know either. Um, my grandparents didn't know. My best friends, they didn't know. And I sort of did that just because, you know, I did think of this as a learning experience and I thought that I would be successful. But I also didn't want them to feel so much pressure to come out and to spend money to come see me, to travel all that way, um, just because my family is very spread out in the state of West Virginia. And I felt, well, if I do win this pageant, then they can all come to the state-level pageant, which is even bigger, and they'll just love it even more. So I didn't tell anyone, and it was kind of a relief while I was there at the pageant. I didn't feel so much pressure of my whole family is out there watching me, and I know that they're taking pictures and videos, which is kind of embarrassing because there's always those pictures that come up, and you don't look the best. <laughs> you're, you're either talking and your mouth's wide open. But um, I was very thrilled to tell them all afterwards, and there were some hurt feelings, but I was able to make up for it by spending um, a few weekends at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so with, with, with the Three Rivers Festival, so if you had not won – you would have to continue to compete with them at the state level versus, I guess, going for the national level? Is that, like, uh, how I, it I works. don't understand how this works. 
Well, how this system works are their prelim pageants, which are usually the fairs and festival pageants, and the Miss Three Rivers Festival is a prelim. So you try to win these different prelims to win a title, and then that title gains you access to compete at the state level. Now, if you don't win a prelim, you still have the chance to buy a title and to buy your way into the state level if you still want to compete. And then everyone competes for one weekend at the state level and um, for Miss West Virginia USA. And then the winner from that will go on to Miss USA, which is on TV. <laughs> and the winner from Miss USA will go on to Miss Universe. Wow, I didn't realize that it that it actually – I thought Miss Universe was like its own thing. I, I wasn't nope. aware that it was tied <laughs> It's in. all connected. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so that puts you one step away from competing for, for Miss USA. I mean, that's that's – pretty amazing um now you said that uh you were you know among the youngest uh, of the three youngest people or the women in that in the competition um what what age group are are we were you like competing against like was it like mostly 21 22 23 25 27 well the age for the miss contestant is 18 to 25 um, which is also different from the Miss America system. In the Miss America system, as a Miss, you are 18 to 24. So you gain an extra year by being in the Miss USA system. Uh, I was 19. I still am 19. I'm getting ready to turn 20, which is kind of scary. <laughs> but <laughs> so very I'm about to turn 30, so it's, it's okay. <laughs> I've been told that after 21, it all goes downhill, and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. But being Come on. Right. Being 20 was very exciting for me. Um, I'll be can, I'll be in my second year of college, which is very thrilling. I just love my school, um, the Reed College of Media. But these girls, um, I think the eldest was 24 and the youngest was 19. So anywhere between that, I think there was um, one girl had just turned 21 and came back from her birthday trip in Vegas. So, um, And then there was 22 and 23. So, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. So it's not like you're you're younger, but you're not that much younger. Especially being coming up very quickly on. When is your birthday, by the way? September. <laughs> September. Twelfth. Oh, on the fifteenth. I didn't realize. I, maybe I do have you on my calendar for because I put all birthdays that I know in my calendar. But that's beside the point. Um. So all right. So th- this is awesome. So you in September. You will be competing to go be uh, Miss West Virginia USA. Yes, either in September or in October. And how my title works is if I do not win Miss West Virginia USA, I still have a ch- second chance to win a different state title, which is the uh, um, West Virginia Fairs and Festivals state title. So that comes around, I think, in January. So I'll have um, from now until September or October um, to prepare for Miss West Virginia USA. So I cannot eat Chick-fil-A or any of the other yummy grilling out season that it is, um, all those foods, and exercising and having daily habits that are really good and will just make you feel healthy and happy um, is really important to me. Uh, I learned a lot in college with mental health awareness, emotional um, health, and just all-around fitness, and overall just being happy and having a healthy experience with your body and just knowing who you are as a person is just a really great feeling. No, I, I, I totally understand. I mean, uh, you know, I've done the dieting thing, not to necessarily <laughs> to the level that you need to. Um, I, I've done the running <laughs> more more along my lines of uh, what I d- uh, get to accomplish. But 
Um, it's definitely got to be tough, especially in West Virginia. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of barbecuing going on down there. Yes, a lot of barbecues, a lot of um, being the fairs and festivals queen, I'll be going to the Three Rivers Festival. So, And I have to judge the pepperoni roll uh, contest, which is a delicious food that we have here in West Virginia. <laughs> so I'm going to try to limit myself. <laughs> I'm going to have my teen and my um, junior miss and the little girls, I'll have them eat my pepperoni rolls for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's, that's not even fair that... Um, that you're expected to, to, you know, judge these things um, <laughs> at the same time trying to live this super, like, ultra-healthy lifestyle to, to be able mm-hmm. to, you know, maintain a body that can compete and or win in these competitions. Uh, it's like a t- it's like an ultra-temptation type thing. Um, so... So let's let's talk. Um, let's shift gears and, and go and talk about uh, what's happened with Shining Scars since uh, since being on the show. Well, a lot has happened this year. Um, for one thing, I was nominated for the 99 Inspirational Women Project, um, which is Bree Seely's project, and it was just an incredible honor, feeling, and emotional um, thing for me. I was kind of shocked my friend Tyra Roxon nominated me and I met him at the next gen summit and it was just an incredible feeling I remember talking to him afterwards I'm like you're just such a great person I love you and he was like well this is why I nominated you because I feel like you are one of the most inspirational women that I know and that really hit home for me and it just really encourages me to keep going and to keep pushing forward and to develop more dreams of mine and to just know that if people are laughing at your dreams and that means that they are big enough so to keep going and um i was able to speak at the west virginia statewide sad chapters um convention and sad stands for students against destructive destructive decisions and that was a great program there was over 500 students and i was talking at eight o'clock in the morning and it was just over it was just overwhelming how many students lined up to talk to me afterwards i took pictures with i think over 75 students and they actually bought uh 50 of my children's book so i was just in awe of that and they made a donation to my nonprofit which helped donate more books to the children's miracle network hospital and i was just so thrilled to be there to talk with them about shining scars my experience and my learning of who i am my strength and everything that i know that i can overcome whatever i face in life i just wanted to pass that on to them and to their siblings and to really hold meaning to them and they all like friended me on Facebook and social media and it's just been incredible. And I told them to reach out to me no matter what. And so they do. And some girls will message me and say how hard of a time that they're having. And I take the time to write them hand lettered notes and I mail them to them. And just to let them know that someone out there cares about you and someone is hoping that you still have the faith and belief in yourself that you should. And so that was just a really great experience. Um, And then I was able to share my nonprofit at Miss Collegiate America. Um, When I made top 15, my one of my judges was actually Miss America 2012, Miss New York, Mallory Hagan. And that was crazy. I walked in and my mouth fell open. I was in shock. She is like a celebrity goal that I wanted to meet. And here she was my judge. And I think I was the third person in my interview. 
uh, out of the 50 girls competing. So it was crazy. But they all loved my nonprofit. They loved what I was doing, what it stood for. And so that just continues to give me encouragement, continues to help me spread awareness for Shining Scars and how it helps children and teens throughout any community in any state. Um, Another thing that um, I did last summer was speak at the Next Gen Summit in Austin, Texas, uh, which is a conference for millennials. It was incredible. Oh, my goodness. It was amazing seeing all the inventors and people with crazy dreams, millionaires by the time they're 18. It's just crazy. And I made so many good contacts, so many good relationships and friendships over there. And I'm so excited to be going back this year. Um, this summer, it's going to be in New York. Now, I won't be speaking, but I am there to hear the speakers because I feel like everyone has something to learn from them. And I was able to make several con several contacts to share shining scars and they put my website on all their different accounts and they're constantly promoting me and introducing me to new people and nominating me for different events and different projects so it's just incredible and I know that being looking back at being the 15 year old self that I was and 14 and just knowing that this was going to be big and that this is this is needed in my life and in, in the lives of others now I'm just so grateful that I never gave up. So I was very happy about that. Um, I was also able to um, model in Atlanta, Georgia for Fernando Wong. He designed my dress um, for the national pageant that I went to, which I also wore at Mystery Rivers and I won in. Um, he is very nice. He's incredible. He's a super sweetheart. So that was a lot of fun. I met a lot of contacts there. And um, hopefully I'll be going back for another modeling job. And I'm able to speak with the girls there about my nonprofit and about um, the learning experience that I've had with it to help them create their own projects, what they want to do, what are they passionate about. And a lot of them, they do have these great passions. And I want them to know that it is possible. It's possible whenever you're 14, it's possible whenever you're 19, it's possible when you're 25. And to never believe that it is too late to start on something that you love or that you're passionate about. And so that was just an all around great experience. Um, another thing, um, I had a sponsor who bought 10 of my children's book to deliver to the CAMC, which is in Charleston, West Virginia. Um, it's a children's hospital center down there. And I was very thrilled. I signed those books and wrote cute little notes in them and signed it XOXO Christian. And so I'm very, um, grateful for that. And I hope to make it down there this summer to visit them and visit the children and the families that they have there. Um, and there's more stuff coming up in my future and in the summer, but that's a little bit of what has happened this year. Wow. <laughs> and it was funny when you were talking about Tayo, I could totally imagine, like, I can hear him saying that in his voice um, because <laughs> he is such a wonderful guy and I'm so fortunate to have him as, a, as such a close friend. Um, in fact, he's coming down uh, from New York to speak at my conference in, in September for podcasting. So, uh, awesome. Yeah. He's so too he's just a lovable guy oh my gosh <laughs> he he really is and uh so yeah i'm so glad that he he nominated you and that all these amazing things have happened to you and all you've gotten to meet so many people and uh in the in the process getting to change so many lives i mean that's what um that's like what really what it's all about right i mean that's why we start a nonprofit organization that's why we start um <clears throat> sorry uh that's why we do all the things that we do to, to help change lives and help bring people um closer to their dreams and the realization that it's not as far off as it may seem as long as you have the drive and the will to do it 
and uh, so it's all po- it's all very very possible. And obviously, you you've proven that. Now, the question that I have is how you have balanced all of that with being a freshman in college. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, it takes very severe uh, organizational skills, um, having calendars and booklets and everything, planning everything out, making sure that I'm constantly on social media, answering any questions um, or comments that have been made on all my social media accounts, that is Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, (laughs) Skype, uh, all kinds of stuff, and then also having these interviews throughout my college experience, trying to find a quiet place, uh, whether it's renting out a room in the library or finding a room in my apartment that I can go into it is crazy and to still have that full college experience and to go out to those football games basketball games different fundraising events um it it was incredible but um you know it was crazy and but I don't regret any of it and I really look forward to next year. I think it'll just be easier as I go. However, um, this semester I took 18 credit hours, which I kind of regret now. It was a lot more than um, I thought that I could handle. And yet I still made a higher GPA average than um, the majority of freshmen and sophomores at WVU. So I was very happy with that. Um, I got awarded more scholarship money Um being a student, and I was able to join in in several different activities that my college provides, whether um, it's fundraising for Children's Miracle Network Hospital, which is also in the city of Morgantown, which is my university city, um, or, you know, Slide the City Comes, and just all kinds of different amazing programs and people that are there, the different sororities and fraternities, um, helping them create um different uh events and activities and to donate money to them for their organizations um cleaning up the city in morgantown is always great and just different things like that oh wow you know is it i mean well obviously you've been doing this for a little while now but are you like explain it to somebody that doesn't understand that it's how difficult it is to like be quote-unquote on all the time like like you said standing for 75 you know, people to take photos with you. Like after you just gave a talk after it's, it was 8am that you gave that talk and you, you know, you've probably been up for a while, you know, and who knows what time yeah. you got to go to sleep because you were probably doing something along the lines of responding or writing letters or, you know, something to that. Effect. Uh, usually, um, whenever I travel a lot across the state, my mom travels with me and I sleep in the car a lot. Or when we're flying and taking these different trips, I sleep on planes. Um, I'm constantly, I'm learning to go with the flow and be flexible and yet sleep whenever you can. Um, Constantly, no matter what, be humble and be nice and be kind to those around you. Um, That's the number one thing that I want to do for the rest of my life is to always be very gracious and be very um, honored and humble to be there and to share your story because you're helping those who don't have a voice. And like you said, the 8 a.m. talk, I talked for, I think, close to an hour. And then I did 30 minutes of questions on stage. And then after that is whenever I waited in line for like an hour just meeting these incredible kids but they were so amazing and I was just very glad to meet them all um and to take pictures with them and sign papers for them or whatever it is talk throughout 
talking about pageants or the years when I had braces or how I'm a Twilight fan, just connecting with those um, children and teens, that is critical um, for however they want to live their life or how they see themselves in completing their dreams and to be successful in their lives. Because everyone, their definition of success is different. And you want to encourage their definition and you want to encourage and empower them to be successful and to be happy, most importantly, and to be able to know that they are loved and that they can continue to prove and to share love throughout the world so that it can just come back around again. <laughs> the butterfly effect is something that I really believe in. So constantly being on the road, um, doing work online, quizzes online, uh, classes, um, then running my nonprofit, having those meetings throughout the year, uh, coming into town to meet with my board members, and then still traveling and doing all these crazy stuff, going to different schools, um, and I'm getting ready to go to uh, Wyoming counting in two weeks and talk to three schools in two days. And then a few weeks after that, I am going to Camp Mountain Heart, uh, which is for children who have had heart surgeries. And I'm going to be a counselor there for about a week and without a cell phone, without any technology. It will be crazy because wow. I've, 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 I've only done that once, no, three times while I competed as a teen um, in the Miss America system. We weren't allowed to have our cell phones. So this is going to be a little bit nuts and still um, being focused on being having a healthy lifestyle than competing in this pageantry and still creating all these contacts and planning for the future. It is crazy. It is a roller coaster, but you just have to go with it because you want that. You want to be busy constantly. You want to constantly make these connections and to talk to people because it is very important to them and to you and to your business or your nonprofit. And that is how you get the word out there. And I just love every minute, every minute of it. <laughs> No, I, I love it. And I love the, you know, the fact that you're trying, you know, trying so hard to, to, you know, not even just slow down or take a breather and, and like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of picking and choosing what I can and can't do as far as um, like community work or, or this or that, because it's just like, well, I'm also in school, you know, the, the, the not taking an excuse route is uh, super important for people, especially when it comes to and I'm so glad that you said lack of sleep and, and sleeping when you can to make it work. Uh, because there's so many people that aren't willing to sacrifice any kind of sleep or sacrifice anything for what it is that they want to do. And, um, you know, a lot of people want to help change the world, but they, they aren't willing to, to, to take those steps that are right. needed. So uh, I, I really applaud you for, for wanting to do that and actually doing it. Well, thank you. And there are different challenges along the way. Some are small, some are large. Um, one challenge for me about the sleep thing is I cannot have caffeine at all. And so that is crazy um, for a lot of people. I also am on a dairy-free diet, sugar-free diet, and it's just crazy just because I do have a lot of health issues to begin with. I have a lot of stomach issues. And so the hospital helped, and, um, helped me and my family to create this sort of like a map of what I can eat, what I should eat, what I shouldn't eat. And it's really helped me um, throughout this process. Sometimes I do get really tired and then I get a certain fruit or certain vegetable that I know will give me just a spur of energy to keep going. And so that's really important too, is to constantly eat healthy on the way <laughs> to, no matter what. It's really easy to go through like the fast food restaurants and um, 
that's all that's downtown and on my campus is fast food restaurants. It's horrible. <laughs> Between Chick-fil-A, Burger King, and pizza, you don't have that much, that many options. And so constantly carrying around smoothies with me and fruit and vegetables and stuff is crazy. The long hours at the library, um, I have experienced all-nighters at the library, which was quite um delirious I should say I went home cracking up laughing and so I knew I needed to go to bed and um, I actually just finished my freshman year of college yesterday I had two final exams in the morning and so now I guess I do have a break from school but um, not from everything else so now I'm more my schedule's more open for other things and I'm very excited about that wow um is so <laughs> Is there been a re- other than winning the the pageant? Has there been any um, other recent favorite memories that come you know uh, uh, that come to mind to you about this year? Yeah, since being on the show last. Oh, since being on the show last, yes. Um, one of them was being at the Next Gen Summit, uh, speaking there uh, in Austin, Texas. It was an incredible experience meeting all the different millennials, all the inventors, um, people who design apps, and all kinds of awesome things for third world countries and um after i spoke after the conference excuse me um they awarded me the humanitarian award which was so incredibly humbling i think i teared up my mother cried it was just this huge thing just because i felt that people were actually they were not only listening to what i was saying but they were feeling it too and they were able to understand my experience and to understand what I am doing, how important it is for whether it's their family members or people in their community or even strangers that they don't know. They're there and they're giving me their support by awarding me that award. And so that was just a heartwarming moment. And that is something that I will never forget. Um, well, having another, your, I'm sorry, but having your, your work being taken seriously is, is, is always, I mean, it always warms my heart, right? Like, um, anybody could say, Oh, that's, that's cool, Joe. But unless like, you know, somebody's like really takes like a real interest in what you're doing it or to a level of like recommending you for a, re- a award or something like that, like, you know what I mean? That, that takes you to another level of like, wow, people actually believe in what I'm doing. They're taking it seriously. It's not just like, Oh, that's, that's cute. You know, you're doing something, whatever, <laughs> you know, um, I'm sorry. So what, what were you going to say next? Hey, right. Sorry. Um, another great experience for me being a freshman in college was going to uh, the football games. Um, just sitting in the student section, it was really great. Um, our band is phenomenal, just seeing them out um, on the field and all the different designs and uh, the flag team and the twirlers. It was just incredible. And um, uh, Brad Paisley actually came and sang Country Roads uh, since he's from West Virginia. So he came to the football game and sang Country Roads, and that was just incredible. I videotaped it on my phone, and, like, the whole entire stadium is singing, and you just feel like you're just part of this great big family and that you are at home. And so that was an incredible experience for me, um, especially just being a little freshman and moving out on her own and leaving the nest and just to feel that safe warm feeling of being that you are home you are with family members it was just incredible so those are two memories that stick out to me (laughs) (laughs) so christian i'm sure that you don't want to divulge too too much but what's what do your dreams for the future look like now 
Right now, um, one of my dreams is to win the title of Miss West Virginia USA. I am so excited about this system. I'm so excited about my title, my board members, the area that I will be representing, and to represent West Virginia at the national pageant at Miss USA would be incredible. I feel like West Virginia has so much to offer, and um, so many different millennials in West Virginia and teenagers and even young adults, they need someone to look up to. They need a leadership position, and I feel like I can truly fulfill that and I can fulfill the position of connecting with them one-on-one and getting to know them and getting to know what their dreams are, how we can shape West Virginia to be better for millennials and teenagers and young adults. And that'll just be an incredible experience. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Another thing is graduating from WVU with my degree in broadcast journalism. I absolutely love my college. Uh, I love everything about it. All my classes are incredible. I'm so excited. Um, And taking like different GECs and electives are really amazing too. Uh, Next semester, I'm taking a sign language course, which I'm really excited about. So I think I might minor in something similar to that um, because I still haven't found my minor yet and I should probably do that soon. (laughs) Um, Another goal of mine is to continue to get my books out there across the nation. Um, Shining Scars is a 501c3 nonprofit. And so we are constantly looking for sponsors to buy these books and to donate them to whether it's schools, libraries, children's hospitals, cleft lip centers, burn centers, um, daycare centers. There's so many so many areas that my book is needed in, as so many children need to know that just because you're different doesn't mean that you're damaged or that you should be shamed for it. It just means that you have a story to tell about your strength and how you overcame that obstacle and how much character you have now since then. And to really just rise above any stigma that you may face later on in life. And I feel like teaching that at a young age is so critical because that is something that they're going to hold on as they grow up. We tell children that you can be whatever you want to be when you grow up and yet as they get older we sort of lean them in oh that might be a little too hard we don't want to do that or you start like crushing their dreams and that that's not possible whether it's based on where you live or how much money you make or um anything there's so many other different obstacles that they're going to face but you just need to relax and to really trust them and trust in their dream and know that if it is that important to them if, if it can consume their entire life in a good and positive way and you know that it can help others in the future and around you then you need to support them no matter what and I'm so grateful that my parents were finally able to do that um, I had to push them for a couple of weeks and then they finally said okay they gave in and this is something that I've been doing since for five years now and it's just been an incredible experience I've gained so much I've shared so much and I cannot wait to continue to do that for the rest of my life well, hey, not everybody, you know, as parents, we don't all grow up with the, you know, the manual of how to be amazing parents to inspire our children to do everything. And um, because sometimes, you know, it t- we have to learn ourselves like that, it, that that's something that's possible because maybe, you know, growing up, they didn't necessarily get to hear that um, or at least they heard it, but they didn't believe it. You know, it, 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 two different things. Hearing and believing it are two, way two different things. So um, absolutely love that. And, and I, I obviously, I will have all the links in the, in the show notes to uh, at superjoeparter.com for people to connect, you know, not just connect with you, but to go and donate uh, to, you know, so they, and buy books to help the cause, to, uh, to help yeah. inspire other children to, to go and do what they want to do in their lives. 
Thank you so much, because it is really needed in several different communities. It's needed all around the world, and I really hope that my book will make it out there. And it is my dream, it is my goal to get my book in every Children's Miracle Network hospital in the United States. So with your help and the sponsors um, that are to come, you will help make that dream come true. Definitely. Um, actually, what's, what's the website that people can go to? Um, you can find me on Facebook at Christian Leonard. <laughs> um, you can talk to me on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, one thing is uh, my website is www.shiningscars.com. And so, and if that doesn't work for you, then just message me on Facebook and we'll talk there. Um, I will be able to write you um, a tax return sheet and everything else. So it is a full process and every book will be signed. And if you want it personalized, that is perfectly okay. And we put um, our sponsor's names in a sticker and stick it inside the book too. So you also get recognition. Love it. Love it, love it. Now, Christian, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up here? No, if you have a dream, then you better go out there and chase it because the only person who can do that is you. And I, I believe in you. And I believe in no matter what your dream is, what your passion is, to just go out and do it. Even if there's a thousand no's, you'll find that one yes, I promise. Christian, I'm so fortunate to have you here on the show. And I'm so honored for you to take the time out of obviously you know right now is not such a busy time probably like right in this i mean it, it, we're recording on a mother's day if people <laughs> who don't realize this um for when this comes out in the future so uh we had to find the time to make this work and and i'm so glad that we did and i'm so appreciative of, appreciative of that time so thank you well, thank you for having me. It's always great to talk to you. Um, I'm so surprised that it's been so long. I, I thought it was crazy. And then now that I look back, I'm like, wow, it really has been a while. <laughs> it, it but it's always it's always great to be on this show. I love it. Um, I love all your different podcasts. Everyone that you interview is just incredible. And you just have this spark in this life. And you know what people to talk to. And every time that I need encouragement, I just go on your show. And I just listen to different things. And then I find that. Oh, well, thank you, Christian. I really, I really appreciate that. And, uh, I hope, uh, that, you know, everything we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be following up, you know, right. after, after September, October, depending how they wind up doing that. Cause I, I really want to, uh, cue people in on how that, how that went. Hopefully they'll, they'll, maybe they'll find out on their own. Um, right. you know, if, 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 if you're a winner, you know, that's, that's the thing, but, um, either way, we'd love to, <laughs> Oh, people that can't say she was dancing. Um, so, so, yeah. So, again, uh, can't wait to have you again on the show. And, and let's not make it so long this time, this, this upcoming time. Great. <laughs> right. Well, thank you again. I loved it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.